Look at verses 27 carefully. Especially if you are male like me, if you are man, masculine energy like me. Please look at it very carefully and slowly. If you are a female, look at it closely twice because it's important. Genesis 1.27 And Elohim created man. We know it's referring to the spiritual part of this entity. Humus. Man. Elohim created man in his image. In the image of Elohim, he created him. Singular. Single soul. He created one soul. But that soul was male and female. It was an androgynous entity. Meaning that having the characteristics or nature of both male and female. I read it again. Carefully, slowly and try to picture it. And Elohim created Adam in his image. In the image of Elohim he created him. Singular. Male and female he created them. Plural. So you have a spiritual entity that has both masculine and feminine energies. Was this spiritual entity only male? Negative. Was this spiritual entity only female? Negative. This spiritual entity was both. It was both. I'm saying this because it's important. The name Adam refers to a male and a female pair. It doesn't just refer to the man. When we say Adam, it's not referring to the only the masculine. Adam is masculine, feminine together. That is what makes an Adam. Okay, let's move on slowly. So the entity had to already have a feminine, yes. Before you can remove woman from man, she has to be there. So, reading carefully, 28. And Elohim blessed them. Who is he blessing? Male and female. And Elohim said to them, Who is he saying to? Both male and female. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the sky and over all the beasts that tread upon the earth. This command to dominate earth was given not only to the male, it was given to both male and female entities. Elohim said to both of them, we are talking about the spiritual entity. We have not started talking about the body yet. This is all spiritual. 
Elohim said to both male and female, Be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over it, the fish, the sea, over the fowl, the sky, and over the beast. This is original intent. This is before the fall. Before the fall, man was never given rulership over the woman. Before the fall, man was not given dominion over the woman. In God's original intent, both man and women are given dominion. Not over each other, over the resources of the earth. The man wasn't given dominion over the woman. To clean his shoes. No. He says subdue it. The earth. Rule over the fish. The sea. That is filled with the fishes. Rule over them. That is the instruction. Both male and female spiritual entities are given rulership. Dominion over nature. Don't confuse the body with the spirit. You will notice when we get there, it's shocking. The body was never given dominion over anything. The spirit is the one that dominates. And the spirit is not only masculine or only feminine. It's both. Rabbi, can I ask a question? Please go um, ahead. At this point, in verse 28, have we, are, have we yet formed a body? Not at all. It's um, not in, in yet. Of, not, okay. Not okay. at all. Just to be clear. Correct. And the clue to that is, Elohim is being used by itself. When it comes to the body, Yahweh Elohim is invoked. Because the body needs mercy. It's limited. But the soul, the spirit itself, doesn't need any mercy. That's why when you leave out of the body and you come before the Most High, it's judgment time. It's Elohim time. You're having a party with Elohim, strict judge. And it's going to determine what you did, where you go, based on what you did in the body. So the, the focus in Genesis 1 is the spirit being, not... The body. The body has not been introduced. Very good question, sir. And Elohim blessed them. And Elohim said to them. Now we see a blessing being pronounced here. Like the blessing that was pronounced in 22. For the birds and then the fishes. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the sky and over all the beasts that tread upon the earth. Now, if you look closely, compare the blessing given to the fishes in 22 and the birds in 22 and then compare what was told to man in 28, the spirit being. One is a blessing. One is a command. We have to find out what distinguishes the blessing from the command. 
One is a blessing. One is a command. We have to distinguish the blessing from the command. Look at 22. Elohim blessed them saying. So he's just telling them something. He's not, he, he's not asking them to do anything. 22. And Elohim blessed them saying. You're blessing your child. Be fruitful. Be more multiply. Come here. Be fruitful. Multiply. That's a blessing that you pronounce on the child. But look at 28. Elohim blessed them. And said to them. 22 doesn't have that phrase said to them. Because he wasn't speaking to the animals. He's telling them. It's, they, they do this naturally. Let me say that. The animals don't have any choice not to be fruitful and multiply. They do that inherently. Well, this entity that I'm going to be creating is going to have something called free choice. So I have to give him an explicit command. I'm telling him. Elohim blessed them and he said to them, it's an instruction. I'm speaking to you. This is what I want you to do. Be fruitful and multiply because the man can choose not to do that. Fill the earth and subdue it. He can choose to let the earth subdue him. And rule over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the sky and over all the beasts that tread upon the earth. It is a, an instruction, a command. That's the difference. One, he's just telling them, you don't, you're going to do this. The other one, he's instructing them. The animals do this naturally. Humans would have a choice. And since they would have a choice, I have to make sure to tell them what I want. So they don't do what they want. So he's, he's saying to them, he's commanding them, be fruitful, multiply, subdue. Nature. Not each other. Not each other at all. In its purest form, before sin came in, these were the rules. Okay. Um, oh boy, looking at the time. So now, this is how the spirit part of this humus man was created. The focus in Genesis 1 is the spirit. It is the spirit that was given dominion to subdue, to rule. Now we're going to focus on the, the humus part, the soil part of it. So Genesis 2 verses 7 is going to explain to us how the physical part of Adam was made. So Genesis 1 verses 26, the details are explained in Genesis 2 verses 7. They are not explained in Genesis 1 because that was not the focus. The focus was the spiritual part of it. The focus is Elohim on the stage. Now he's going to add another entity, another attribute, which is that of mercy. But before we get there, we might not get there today, but let's take another 10 minutes. Maybe we'll get there. Before we get there, we have to solve some problems in Genesis 2. Genesis 2, 4. 
These are the generations, the todots. Todots can also be translated as products, but we're not fighting that battle yet. Let's go to where we are trying to explain here. So these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created on the day that the Lord God, or um, Yahweh Elohim, made heaven and earth. Verses 5 is troubling. Now no tree of the field was yet on the earth, neither did any herb of the field yet grow, because the Lord God had not brought rain upon the earth, and there was no man to work the soil. <sighs> no tree of the field was yet on the earth. Um, well, Genesis 1 doesn't... Oh, there's a question I missed. So if they if they were not flesh, how would they multiply? Yes, so um I think owner. Owner is the, the name. They're going to multiply, but the process has not finished yet. So he's creating two entities, the spirit and then the body. The body is going to multiply, but the body hasn't come into the picture yet. So we're going to come here and when multiply doesn't mean that create more bodies. No, multiply means that you create the bodies are put in the soul. I'll explain that into details as we go on. So if you can hold that thought. But it was a very good question. Um, owner, Mr. or Mrs. Owner. Genesis 2.5 tells us that no trees of the field was yet on the earth. But Genesis 1.11 tells us that Elohim said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, seed yielding herbs, and fruit trees producing fruit according to its kind, in which its seed is found, on the earth. And it was so. And the earth gave forth vegetation, seed yielding herbs, according to its kind, and trees producing fruit, in which its seed is found, according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. So, clearly, in Genesis 1.11, there are trees. They plants. So what is Genesis 2.5 implying? Now no tree of the field was yet on the earth. Clearly there were plants. Clearly there were trees. So what is Genesis 2.5 implying? It's, it's elusive in the English. But you might not ask that question in the Hebrew. Because the key word here when it says... Now no tree of the field was yet on the earth. Now we have to find out. It says the field. It didn't say there was no tree on the earth. It's specific. It limits it to the field. Now how is the field different from the savannah? How is the field different from the valley, the countryside, the plains? 